Welcome to De-Stress Your Business, the podcast where we show you how to get incredible results in your business without constant stress. I'm Alexis Kingsbury, a serial entrepreneur and founder at Air Manual. Today, we have a phenomenal guest, Marianne Page. Now, Marianne is an award-winning leader. She's a best-selling author, and she's the de- a developer of high-performing teams. Previously, in her 27-year career with McDonald's, during which she developed uh, over 14,000 managers and franchisees, um, it's equipped her with an unparalleled understanding of how to create systems for business success. And so in this episode, we're going to explore how to simplify and systemize your business to scale effectively. And we'll address the common objections and people challenges around systemization. So if you've ever dreamed of having a business operation that functions like clockwork, even without your direct involvement, this episode is for you. Marianne, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. And after that introduction, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's start off with a bit of your background, because I've been uh, aware of Marianne for, for many, many years, always looked up to her as a, as a mentor, um, given that my sort of background, a lot of my career is around processes and systemization. And I've always seen Marianne as a, as a mentor, uh, as sort of a mentor and someone to look up to because I have a huge amount of experience at McDonald's and then turning that into a series of books and, uh, and coaching and so on that she provides other organizations to kind of apply similar principles. So Marianne, could you share a little bit of about your journey from being McDonald's and being a senior manager and all the way through that to becoming a renowned business mentor. Yeah. It, it's, it's always interesting when I, think, when I think back to the McDonald's career because um, when I first joined it, my, uh, my mother in particular wouldn't tell anybody who I worked for, kept referring to it as a glorified fish and chip shop. Um, and, and it was only when I, uh, when I sort of moved, moved up the ladder, so to speak, and started, started you know, working in the, in the training department, which is where I got to train the, the managers and franchisees the most. Um, and then onwards into a, a, running a directorate of four, um, four departments. Um, that, uh, yeah, finally it was, it was all right, an okay place to work. Uh, no, I, I, I absolutely loved, uh, my career with McDonald's mostly because, and this was something I was taught very early on, um, McDonald's train you as a, as a, a team member. They, they give you all of the skills you need to do your job well and they develop you as a person. You know, they challenge you, they push you out of your comfort zone. They get you to do things that you really question you can, possibly do um and 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 it's all just you know we didn't talk about systems at mcdonald's we you know there was no i didn't even know about lean six sigma um or that that i could have a black belt um until after i left because it was it was all about just getting things done and getting things done in a a very particular way Mm. um so when i left mcdonald's I was I was keen to have my own business, but actually I thought <laughs> I thought I was going to um, I thought I was going to help people with customer service and their customer experience and making that streamlined and simplified, which is actually part of what I do now. But it but it's a part; it's not the thing. No. Um, and it was actually a, a, a mentor of mine who said, "Why aren't you Why aren't you helping businesses with systems and processes? You know that that's what McDonald's agree on." I've never really thought of that. Um, it's just the way things got done. So, so that's what led me down this. That's what led me down this route. Um, 
And, and in terms of the books, I had always wanted to write a book. Um, to be honest, I'd always wanted to write a crime thriller. So uh, a book called Process to Profit <laughs> wasn't quite wasn't quite what I had in mind. But it was still um, it was still actually what what launched the business. To be to be absolutely honest with you, um, just just getting what was in there down on on paper just uh, just made all the difference in the world. So it 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 was a very it was an amazing. I hate the the overuse of the word journey, but it was an amazing journey with McDonald's. Right from you know uh, flipping burgers and shoveling chips, uh, fries. Sorry. Um, you know, all the way through the the various departments that I worked in and got to see the world it was it was great. It was really good, really, really good. That's amazing. It's interesting that you say that uh, that they didn't really talk about it as being systems and process. Then it was just like how we get things done and yeah. um, and and the right way. Because it's interesting with businesses that we work with at, at Air Manual where. Um, often the business leaders will go, yeah, we need to, we need to sort out our processes. There's not enough consistency. It is chaos. It takes up all of the time. Blah, blah, blah. And then there's this worry that the people in the business will be, be somehow against this kind of process yeah. uh, uh, attitude that it will diminish the value that they provide, that they would prefer more freedom to do it the way that they felt. What did that feel like at McDonald's? As you say, they didn't even talk about systems and process particularly. And yet we all know that McDonald's operates in a very specific way to yeah. deliver a very consistent product incredibly yeah. efficiently and at a relative low cost. So how how was that kind of balanced? What did yeah. that feel like for the for the people involved? It, it, as I say, because it wasn't talked about at all, the way it was done was you came in, you were trained in the one right way. So there is only one way to cook McDonald's French fries. It's the McDonald's way. Everybody does it that way. Nobody would dream of doing it any differently, any any other way. So because that was set in stone, because there was uh, back in the day an operations and training manual and you went through the training step by step, that's the that's the big difference. And that's where... That's where the likes of, of Air Manual come in. It's about it's about your training system. I I, I go into I have been into so many businesses. They bring out their process file. Often it is on paper in a it, well, not so much these days, but in a lever arch file. And they're blowing the dust off and saying we spent months developing our processes, our one right way to do everything, and nobody follows it. It's because the the systems that they're missing are their training system and their feedback system. And if you have a really consistent training system where everybody, you know, you you have your train your air manual set up, you have all of your checklists for what every single task in your business looks like, then that's what people follow. And if it needs changing, then fine, we have a conversation and we update it. We, you know, we make it more logical for today because you know logic does change over time but it's there it's a consistent way of people learning how to do their job what most people have is they have their folder of processes or they have their dropbox you know full of processes but when somebody joins the business it's right kathy's going to show you how to do this and then oh right kathy's not in today so john will show you oh you 
why are you doing it that way? Well, Kathy showed me how to, oh, no, no, that's not how you do it. And it becomes just mm. Chinese whispers training. Whereas if you, if you have captured your training, if you have built it into you know, a manual, then everybody gets taught in exactly yeah. the same way. And that's where consistency comes from. That's where, that's absolutely where McDonald's came from. McDonald's consistency came from, still comes from. So the training system and then the feedback system, you know, having regular day-to-day feedback, obviously, but also formal feedback once a month, once a quarter. You know, people talk about having an annual performance review. What about, you know, a monthly how's it going chat or a quarterly performance review? That's the sort of thing that, again, that they had in place that just made sure that nobody fell off the tracks nobody did things their own way they were they were caught early and put back on track yeah i love that i love that and i i think as you say it's that that combination of yes you need your processes documented but the way i love the way you describe it is but they're missing two other systems there one is your training system and one is your feedback system to make sure this is actually used and i think also it gets to the nub of that key difference like how at mcdonald's were they are they are they able to be so um process driven and yet it not be discussed as being process driven and so on and there and therefore could even feel you know like it loses the customer in it and whatever because i'm sure that at mcdonald's they would say no no it's you know we're customer driven or whatever like there's focus there and yet they use processes delivering. I, I love the way that you describe it as it's about putting it in the training. It's the how you teach people to do yeah. the thing and yeah. that you don't rely on just people, even experienced people to yeah. say, oh, yeah, yeah, well, you know, this is how I do it. Instead, they would they would uh, refer back to that training. And, and, and I appreciate that for businesses that start with nothing, it's hard to shift, right? Because yeah. we talk about McDonald's where every single member of staff that now works at McDonald's has gone through some form of the McDonald's training system kind of setup. Whereas there are businesses now where even if they set up their equivalent, they will have people in their business that have been working in it for many years, perhaps and doing it their particular way. And I think, um, you know, I I remember, um, I think that's when I was interviewed by Jonathan Jay, he asked me like, he had this conversation with a few members of staff and they're a bit resistant to agreeing yeah. one way to do it. And as a result, he didn't make them. <laughs> so they never really kind of got off the ground. Oh dear. <laughs> and, and, and I think the problem is, yeah, indeed. It's like, but I think that that's, that's not an uncommon situation, right? It's yeah. when you look at your business and go, okay, I get it. I need to train my brand new people in the right way to do it. But the rest of the team aren't brand new. And how do like yeah. when you work with businesses to kind of solve yeah. these problems, what's your approach when you go into this? And, yeah. and how's kind of, you know, that that McDonald's experience kind of shape that thinking? Yeah. It's it's always about involving the team because there are there are always really good processes in the business already. They just haven't been captured. There are always really good people who do do the job exactly as the business owner wants it to be done, but what they do hasn't been captured. And that yeah. that whole um, oh we don't you know we don't want to have one right way. It's it's not about it's it's actually not about the individuals currently in the business. It's about who comes yeah. next. It's about it's about if 
uh, if I know how to do something and I'm the only person that knows how to do it, or if I do it completely differently to someone else, how do we train a new person to do it in a consistent way? And I think for me, it's it's getting those resistant people together and going, right, look, this is what we're trying to achieve. What we want is to make sure that every single process that we have is simple enough that people can understand it. They can follow it. They, you know, it's it's not overly complicated because we do tend to complicate things over time. Just it's just the way we do it, Um, that it's simple, that it's logical, that it would make sense to any stranger walking off the street. When we go, why the hell do you do do it that way? You know, do you are you not aware of this new piece of software or that it's logical and that it's repeatable, that everybody can follow this process because it is simple and logical. Um, So getting the team together, explaining Mm -hmm. why we're trying to achieve this, explaining that because a a lot of the businesses, particularly the ones that, that you're sort of referring to, they start off small. Most of the businesses I work with are successful small businesses. So they started off small, like the, the business owner and a few really key people. And they have built a really successful business just on the back of the blood, sweat and tears. And just everybody, everybody taking ownership and doing their bit. Mm-hmm. As new people come in, that's when it just starts to unravel. And the more people that come in, the more it unravels. So, you know, I can walk into a business at the minute that is, you know, it could be doing several million in revenue. I go, how the hell did you get here? Because this is chaos. And it and it's and they are, you know, they're really good businesses with really good people in them, but they just haven't got that level of consistency. So the business owner is still running around spinning plates, mm-hmm. spending way too much time in the business and not enough time working on it, which is, you know, the, the good old E myth phrase that everybody yeah. always quotes at me. Um, but it's it it's really about involving the team and you know we talk a lot about capturing how to how to guides you know capturing the one right way capturing it as a how-to guide capturing it as a how-to video ideally because it's quickest quickest way to do it and it's the most accessible for people to to learn from but getting the people who already do it really well to create the how-to you know don't don't say right from now on we're going to do it this way it's no how can what is the most simple, logical, repeatable way of doing it? Who already does it like that? Great. You capture that. And building, because there's something, um, I know everybody goes, oh my God, videos, I can't get in front of a camera. And it's really not about getting in front of a camera. Yeah. You you know this as, as well as I do. It's about screen recording. It's about capturing what you do and why you do it that way and why it's important to do it that way. And then it's, people take when people can take ownership for creating a how-to guide a how-to video then they become the policing the police of that that. you're not not doing it in our one right way uh you know that you you start to generate that um collective right this is our way of doing things the other thing that it's really good to remember is when quite often I'll be asked, oh, you know, what about when somebody comes in from a, a different business and they go, oh, we didn't used to do it like that at mm. Travel Lodge. It's a hotel business. Uh, we didn't used to do it like that. Well, this is our way of doing it. And if they've got a good idea, great. Listen to the good idea and go, 
do you know what? Actually, I think we might need to adjust the way we do the, the way we do it. Um, but otherwise, it's like we 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 have our way of doing things. You know, at McDonald's, nobody ever came in from Burger King and said, oh, I don't think you should be cooking fries like that. It, it's just it just wouldn't it just wouldn't happen. Wouldn't things wouldn't be changed for that. Yeah, and it's 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 an interesting balance, isn't it, between um, creating consistency and efficiency and people doing things the right way, and then looking for continuous improvement. Um, yeah. Because as you say, you know that person coming across from Burger King might have a genuinely better way or more efficient way or whatever. Not a chance, honestly. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, we are either way. So coming across from Wimpy then. Um, so, <laughs> so it's it's possible that someone comes with a with something new, or you know, and uh, it might not be an insight just from having done it differently somewhere. It might be new technologies become yeah, available absolutely. because over the, particularly over the span of uh, an organisation like McDonald's, there are technologies that improve and make things cool. possible. In recent years, we've seen uh, huge changes to the essentially the front of house of yeah. McDonald's with with screens for ordering, so that actually ordering at the uh, at the desk is is rare. You know all these sorts of things, and so you want those to be able to be implemented. Absolutely. And one of my favourite things about having processes documented, and actually it's interesting you mentioned video because. Um, I'm a big believer that although video can be a very fast way of getting something document like captured, um, yeah. it actually doesn't serve long term for the business as using it as that that method. Because of course, if I want to make tweaks to it, that's a very painful thing to have to like re-record the whole thing. And then what happens is you kind of create a bar a, 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 a ceiling of what how significant or beneficial a change needs to be for it to be worth that additional effort versus you know, uh, you're familiar with the way that we like to do things in checklist where you can just make a little tweet regardless of, of yeah. what it is but it's um it's interesting like getting that balance right of how you support those changes versus have one way of doing things i think is often uh, a yeah. challenge to businesses yeah. but uh, and we've talked about another one which is the kind of general resistance to documenting uh to documenting things what are some of the common objections and and people challenges and so on that you've you experience or that uh, yeah. your clients uh, share and like how how do you then kind of navigate yeah. the one of the biggest um blocks is the language of systems um you know even the word process um actually to be honest I, I, i've said this many times the word process every time i say it it just shrinks a little bit of my soul because it's it's so it's a it's a it's a boring word process you, you as soon as you say process i used to say that i i uh, work with processes and systems and you it's like it's like i'd said to people oh i'm an insurance salesperson because you just see the shutters come down and they're desperately looking to get away and talk to somebody else so the language of systems gets in the way you a, a lot of um small businesses start looking at things like lean and six sigma and it's don't get me wrong those are amazing tools, but they're they're not for the they're rarely for the small business. They are sledgehammers to crack a nut. And you start talking in that sort of language, you immediately make this seem like something that we've got to do in addition to our day job. That's the biggest thing for me. It's not about doing things in addition to your day job. It's capturing what your day job is. 
Um, and, uh, you know, I, that's why we talk in terms of a how-to guide. We don't, you know, we don't, we really very rarely say processes. It's only if somebody else talks in that terms that we yeah. talk in those terms. Um, it's it's about capturing your how-to guides, building it into a training system, because systems only exist to make people's life easier. You know, there is no other reason to have systems. They just oh. exist to make people's life easier, whether that's your life, your team's life, your customer's life. That's what it's about. Getting that message across and going, all we want to do, let, let's build out a, uh, a picture of our routines. Let's capture all of, you know, let you capture all of your daily routines. You capture all of yours. Then we'll capture our weekly routines and we'll just start and chip away. We'll just, mm. we'll, we'll capture a how-to guide, whether that's video and, and we, we will, we will do battle over the how-to videos at some later point. <laughs> but it, if I just say the thing for me with video is, mm -hmm. yeah, if you, one, it's about keeping it short. So I completely get where you're coming from in terms of if you've got a, um, like a, a process that takes half an hour, I would never go do a video for a half an hour process. I would break it down into, in, into the points on the checklist within, within Air Manual actually and go, this is the little two minute video for this bit. This is the little two minute bit video for this bit. If you want to watch it all together, here it is. Mm. But actually it's broken down in, into, into little bite-sized chunks. But from ca a capture point of view, and especially to be honest, the AI tools that are coming out now, oh yeah. my God, you know, people won't even need to do this. But you're about to start a task, you press record on Loom or similar, and you say, right, this is X, um, I'm going to show you how to do it and tell you why I'm doing it that way. Then yep. you simply do the task and talk through it as you're doing the task. Then when you finish, you press stop. That's why I love video, because what most people see as capturing processes is, is that uh, step one, step yep. two. And now, you don't do that. Big, in, right? Yeah, you don't do that in a manual. You have no. you have check, checklists with key points. And then, and then each point is is built out. Mm. Um, so it's it's that dread of having to okay. yeah. write loads of documents of step one, step two, step three, step four. It's it's. I mean, I I would hate it. Um, so I don't blame <laughs> I don't blame team members for for not wanting to do it that way. Um, okay. I think I I do think that quite often it is, it's the starting point that's needed. That, that's mm -hmm. where I, I always go to. Well, I go two places. Um, one is routines and just just getting your daily routines captured first. Mm. Um, and, and for business owners, actually, it's those. Oh, my God, I wish somebody else could do this task. Why am I the only person who could do this task? Just capture it and then yeah, delegate it. <laughs> and I it's agree. done. Um, the other the, the other way that we. Um, we get business owners and their and their key team to think think of this is is to actually map out their their customer or their operational journey mm. step by tiny step really getting down into the weeds and then looking for what's currently working what's already consistent and what needs to change what needs to be made more consistent where there's an opportunity to cut out a step even mm. um because the danger of 
the danger of just going the routines way is that you could capture things that are actually irrelevant or yeah, just not, not needed anymore. Mm. Um, so doing the the operational customer journey map first and going, right, these are our opportunities to be more consistent. Let's let's work on those. Let's capture those. Um, and then we can go back to our routines and, and see where see where we're at. Uh, and and that's yeah. that's the way that's the way we work with 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 our clients. And it just it's often the first time that uh, a team have seen the whole journey in one place because they're all down in the weeds doing their bit of it. So they get to see it in one place, but also they get to you know that that's not how we do it. We do it yeah. like this. Really? Oh, the business owner is often mystified by <laughs> how things actually yeah, get that, re- that realization yeah i've seen <laughs> seen that too it's quite quite interesting isn't it when you got or, or even that process it's like i thought someone was doing x it's like yes nope. <laughs> it's like, oh well that's scary then yeah, yeah. or two people doing the exact same task Oh, I'm doing it. No, no, I do that. No, 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 I do that bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, indeed. Yeah, lots of uh, and in, and in fact, you know, we've we've both had uh, various stories of of uh, where we've seen those sorts of examples. Um, talk us through an e- example of where you've worked with uh, perhaps a, a specific business uh, in you know a particular client in mind, um, where you've worked with them to to kind of systemize and structure their operations and what impact that has had on their business because our, our number one core value is like focus on impact we always start with yeah, yeah, what's the outcome that we're going to get and so for, for you talk me through an example of where you work with an organization and, and what that meant for them uh, yeah by doing well the the, the difficult actually to pick one from, yeah but i'll try um well, there are two. There are two different kinds of successful small businesses. There are the ones with a team, and then there are ones who use outsourced uh, outsourced people and remote outsourced people at that. Um, and there are great similarities, but also obviously small differences. With the the people who come to us with a team, the business owner is is almost invariably swamped. So you know they 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 really are stressed they really are uh, working in the business every single day they want to escape from it they are a slave to their business they are firefighting all the time and it's it is usually a mix of two things it is usually that they don't have one right way to do everything which is a big chunk of what we help them to work on but quite often also they don't have the right team around them and for me once you've got the right team around you, everything else in the business is easier. You don't get that um, defensive. Oh no, we don't want to. We don't want processes. We've worked here for you know eleven years. And if you if you have a team around you who share your values, then we do everything as a team. We agree things. We you know we deliver on goals together. It's it's we and us, not us and them or me and them. Um, so, so quite often we will look at, at the team and look at their hiring system and say, are you, are you hiring people who share your values? If not, here are a number of tools that you can use to help you do that. But don't forget that you have not hired somebody until they have passed their probation. And the probation system is so crucial to making sure that you hire right first time. It's absolutely crucial having a system that says, this is 
This is what somebody is going to learn in their first 30 days. Here within within Air Manual or other tools, here is here is what you are going to learn. You can take ownership for it. Um, you are going to be taught one to one because that's really important. So you can answer, ask questions. But this is what you're going to learn at the end of that 30 days, asking the question or, or saying to them, OK, if I was making the decision whether you whether you got to stay or go today, it would be a yes, because you've taken ownership for your training, you've mm. you know, lived our values or no. And this is why. And being really direct with that feedback. So so a team's a business owner's hiring, a business's hiring system. Uh, again, one of those systems that doesn't really get thought about, talked about because, well, we just hire. We yeah. just put an advert on Indeed and then somebody comes in and then oh, they're either right or wrong. And, but an awful lot of businesses have ended up with people they are settling for. Um, and they are, you know, it, it's the person who you take home with you at night and talk to your other half and your other half knows them as well as as well as you do in my case it's brian i know brian so well i've i think i've met him once brian is like the bane of my partner's life and i hear about it all the time those people are the people that will question everything mm. who you know they they make other team members life a misery yeah. So, so within a to get to get back to your question, um, with with the businesses that we work with, we we look at who's in the team. We look at and it, when you come in as an outsider, and you must have seen this so many times as well. You come in as an outsider, you immediately see the people who don't fit, who mm. who just do not share values. And until you remove those people. It's actually really hard to get that level of consistency throughout your business. It's really hard to move forward as a team because you've constantly got this yeah. in your ear all the time that just is is holding the whole team back. And the team are waiting for you to deal with them. That's the other thing as well. They're going, when is he, she going to sort, sort them out? So, so getting the team right and then saying, okay, Actually, it rarely happens team first, then it's got to be together. Uh, together um, yeah. But then it's looking at, at the uh, at the systems and going, okay, what? let's do a customer journey map, an operational journey map. Let's capture what's working brilliantly, what needs to change. And then there, let's start yeah. working and building, building your training system so that it is, so that it's accessible, so that it works. You know, that, that is the, that's the beauty of, of air manual is that it's a it's a training system online that every team member can access that that you know it's it's not a um <laughs> it's not a dropbox folder that nobody can be bothered to try and search through to find the thing that they need the bit of training that they need so they just muddle through and do things their own way it's it's a it gives clarity and um, and accessibility to to every team member. So the outcome for for the business owner is one a team that they really enjoy working with, that is easy to work with, that there you know there is nobody in it that they're settling for, and two that there is their one right way to do everything, their business way to do everything in their business. And of course that that 
continues to grow and develop and build over time. And of course, there is continuous improvement. Um, and that that for me is where your planning system comes in because McDonald's uh, success, you know, you, you talk about them staying ahead of the game and constantly you're moving to screens or whatever. It's because they have a planning system, their 3190 or 31Q, they call it, 3190, I call it, uh, but that says, looks at three years forward and goes, where do we want to be in three years in these specific focus areas? Okay, if we want to be there, what do we need to do in the next 12 months? Right, if we want to be there in the next 12 months, what do we need to be doing in mm. this 90 days and the next and the next? And that's where continuous improvement comes from. Nice. So, you know, the planning system, hiring system, training system, feedback system, all of that ultimately frees the business owner. Yeah, that, that's that. the outcome. The The outcome, well, it's not the only outcome. The, the other outcome is that you have team members who take ownership for their role, team members who feel confident because you train them in their role and you develop them as a person. So you, you keep pushing them out of their comfort zones. Those talented people who are too lacking in self-confidence mm. to push themselves, taking them and, and pushing them on. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much because I think, as you said, the way that you draw that out and say, what well, you know, you end up with the the people, the right people that are driving the business forward. You end up with the one right way and and the clarity on how things are done. You've got the the structures, the systems that mean that you're taking the business forward and you're the business owner and so on. And I think that your point that you made around actually, it's rarely that you do one and then do the other. Yeah. And in fact, arguably, what you said earlier suggests that you can't do that no. because um, you know, if I go right back to the example of uh externally we come into a business and it's obvious it's often obvious yeah. who shouldn't be in that business who yeah. who jars against uh, other team members who gets often mentioned as being a blocker or whatever um and yet as you say everyone's waiting for that that person to be moved out of the business and yet it doesn't happen and one of the most common reasons i see for that is that the business owner or their the leader above them is fearful of if I lose this person out of the business, what knowledge do they take away? And of course, Absolutely. one of the characteristics of typically your worst fitting employees is that they tend to be very against documenting things because they value, oh yeah, uh, if I uh, share the knowledge that's in my head, then they won't need me anymore because yeah. that's very backwards looking in terms of the value that you add, right? You're not yeah, thinking, what absolutely. can I add in future? But through my ideas and creativity, it's what value am I to them based on my knowledge and which has only been built up just by being there. So it's, yeah, um, yeah. One of the, and that's one of the problems, right? So you've got to end up with a business leader who goes, well, I can't get rid of them because I don't know what they do in detail. I don't know what will fall apart if they, if I kick them out. And as a result, they hold back from, uh, exiting them from the business and the great irony of course is like you've got the same problem if they leave and in my experience uh with uh, my own consulting business and uh other consultancies that i've worked with and so on is that often you have those conversations over and over and over and you're encouraging the business leader like you need to performance manage this and so on yeah and they'll kind of go oh yeah yeah i know and i'm sort of doing it but i'm a bit worried you know right now is not a good time whatever and of course the pressure builds up and then the person leaves and then you've not done anything yeah. to kind of manage that exit. And of course, what I love is what you're describing is you kind of need to do both. 
Because if you're establishing the one right way, if you're mapping out your operations, if you're mapping out your customer journey, you are re massively reducing your risk of yeah. those those people leaving yeah. um, while simultaneously working out whether they're even the right fit. Yeah. Oh, no, that, no, that is that is absolutely 100 percent true. It's it, it's we were always taught at McDonald's to replace ourselves in the business um because if you replaced yourself you know you you could move up or you could take on a different opportunity or it was it was always a it was always a positive it was always positioned as a positive thing um but it meant that whenever anybody left you know the standard covered their tracks before they'd left the you know the the, the building almost yeah. it was like you know the, which which is a really it sounds really bad but it's also a really good thing because people do leave and we shouldn't be we shouldn't be afraid of people leaving. We shouldn't be holding them hostage, you know, holding them hostage or having them hold us hostage. Yeah. So many in so many businesses, uh, there is a, a, a need to hold on to people that really we should let go. And it's for exactly the, the some of it is exactly the reasons the reasons you said. Other uh, another reason, though, is that there's that feeling of I failed because they don't want to be in my business yeah. anymore. Actually, no, they could be really happy somewhere else. They could fulfill their potential somewhere else. And that's okay. Yeah. We, you know, McDonald's, particularly with crew members, they, you know, they came, spent a couple of years while they were studying or as they were, you know, leaving school. And then they went off and did other things. And it was okay. You know, they had that grounding in teamwork. And they, you know, as long as, I think as long as you know, you can look yourself in the mirror and go, I did my best. I gave them feedback that they needed. I gave them all the training and development they needed. Um, and it just didn't work. Fine. It didn't work. As long as you have captured everything that they do, as long as, as long as that's, um, as long as that's there somewhere in air manual, in, in some system, some form, that's, yeah. that's a training system. Okay. The other, the other just thing, the, the other thing I want to say in terms of benefits um, and outcome is a blueprint uh, whether that's a, a blueprint for scale or a bl blueprint for franchising nice. um, or, you know, whatever, really, whatever you want to do, it's there. You know, you can you can sell a business so much easier mm. if you've captured everything that you do. If if nobody is essential in the business, even though there are definitely skills that you would absolutely want to keep. But if you've got that blueprint the world's your oyster you know you can you can do what you want with it then fantastic i love that yeah i think you're absolutely right like in terms of being able to a solve your current day problems around yeah. stress and being stuck in the business and so on and then look to the future and be able to yeah. scale it's a conversation i often have with uh, business leaders where i say one of the unexpected benefits of setting up um for, like onboarding of staff like in our case we talk about how we've set up our onboarding of our team members that means that i can get people up to speed and adding value in yeah. less than five working days and yeah. yet it takes less than an hour of my time which yeah. is awesome but one of the benefits is that it completely changes my thinking around how i grow the business because i don't fear suddenly having loads of clients yeah. because i know that i can get people yeah. up and Absolutely. running in those roles Absolutely. and i know what that role looks like and yeah what the numbers need to look like so that that I need more of that role and so on. I think, as you say, 
for blueprinting purposes and, and scale, it's just really powerful. Now, unfortunately, we're, we've, uh, uh, we're running uh, short on time, which is uh, a shame because there's loads of more questions. <laughs> yes, I could ask we could keep uh, talking all day. <laughs> indeed. Um, but uh, you, you, you spent more time at McDonald's than most. We're all very lucky that you then eventually did move on and that they gave you a lovely picture, which uh, I believe is uh, behind your left shoulder. Yeah. Uh, it that, is indeed. Uh, it is complete indeed. with the, the McDonald's arches. Um, but, uh, but you have, you did then move on. You've written some incredible books. Uh, you also provide services to, to business leaders. Where can people learn more from you, Marianne? Yeah. Uh, well, the best way to find out about what we do is to go onto my website, which is mariampage.com. So that's fairly straightforward. Um, and then we're on, we're on all the usual channels. Um, either me personally, Marianne Page or Marianne Page Limited, um, on Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, we don't bother so much with Twitter these days, to be honest. <laughs> uh, but yeah, or you can just get in, get in touch directly with me. I, my, my email address is me at me as in me at mariannepage.com so i you know i'd love to hear from you fantastic love that marianne well thank you so much for for joining me uh, your advice has been absolutely great and it's been it's been wor- great working with you uh, outside of this podcast as well uh, as i say uh, you really have been um, a, a mentor to me in terms, of, uh, in terms of my career and what you've been doing love uh, continuing to work with you and, uh, and thank you so much for, for sharing your insights today oh, thanks so much for having me on Alexis really really enjoyed it that's fantastic well uh, and uh, for everyone listening I hope you've got huge value out of today's session in fact I know that you have um, for uh, regular listeners you already know that I run a a weekly webinar on how to free up 15 hours per week and remove the constant stress of running a business uh, whilst unlocking growth, in which we talk about some of the approaches, many of uh, which relate to some of the the topics that we've covered today about how do you get to a point uh, that you can scale. Uh, You can find out more and register for the next one at airmanual.co forward slash webinar. But otherwise, if you found today's discussion helpful and uh, you think that other people would benefit from it too please do share it on social media uh, we'd also really appreciate the feedback tag us in let us know your favorite takeaway uh, marianne would really really uh, appreciate Absolutely that so would that. i yeah indeed so please do do that uh, but otherwise uh, marianne thank you so much for joining us today and sharing yeah. your wisdom on systemizing and simplifying my absolute for pleasure thank <laughs> Fantastic. you and to all our listeners uh, until next time have fun <laughs>